Okay, so welcome to the On The Slab Horror Show with me, as always, your host, Ian the Dynamo Kelly, joined, as always, by my right-hand man and my left-hand man, the G-man, Greg Flanagan, and, of course, the mighty Carl King. Whoa. And today, welcome back a very, very special guest who I didn't get to meet the last time that he was on the show. But he is a very special guest, nonetheless. It is Mr. Ben Scrivens from Fright Rags Horror. Ben, first and foremost, you as the guest of honor and the returning guest, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, guys. It was uh, thank you for asking me back, and it's definitely good to be on here again. Thanks for coming back, man. It was a it was a very fun show the last time. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. That was a lot of fun. That one, that one last time was more talking shop about how you got started and whatnot. So we'll just mm-hmm. even run through that a little bit quickly. How's, how's business going for you? It's going really good. Um, God, when did we talk? Was it late last year or was it? Um, November. November, I think it was, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we ended up our last year was our biggest year ever, um, which was, you know, was insane. And then even growing this year, it's been, uh, it's been pretty wild. So no complaints. It's just trying to, you know, keep a hold and everything. We got a lot of projects in the works, a lot of different things. That's always uh, a logistical headache (laughs) to try (laughs) to figure out, but fun and exciting stuff. And that's really for us around here. If we're not having fun or getting excited about what we're doing, there's going to be a problem. So it's, that's, that's, we always try to maintain that. And I think we've got a lot of good things coming out of the pipeline. And that's a pretty badass shirt that you've got on there. If you, if I, if oh, I don't mind, if you don't you. mind me saying so, I am a, uh, I am a massive fan mm-hmm. of the uh, Halloween Halloween franchise, as the lads know. Obviously, I didn't see it last time, so um, I'm sure we'll get to catch up on uh, some of your favorite uh, favorite horrors, uh, including the Halloween franchise. But uh, that's just a little example of the kind of uh, beautiful shirts that you guys um, produce and sell at Fight Rag quick pair to my one as well this one oh yeah that was uh one of our that was a limited edition we did um that was jeff zorno uh we did the god that was god that's got to be what eight nine years old might be eight might be nine years old yeah yeah um and then shout out what's that go ahead no go ahead i was say shout out to justin osborne he's uh one of our flagship artists who did this (laughs) shirt and he's done a ton of other stuff for us and he's you know, definitely top as far as, you know, what we do and our artists definitely up at the top with, with some of the other people we work with. So very fortunate to have him on the crew as well. Ben, just out of interest, he's not a musician as well, is he? Actually, he is. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He used to tour with a band years ago, but I can't remember what he played and what the name of the band it was. Wasn't it Electric Wizard, was it? Oh, I don't know. I'll ask him. Please do, him. because it'd be very interested to have a chat with him as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the same Justin Osborne I'm thinking I'll of. I'll be honest with you. I, I do. Re- How long ago do you think it was it? Do you know? Uh, well, they, they're they gone in nearly 20 years, I'd say. Probably. Oh, 15, I don't think 15, that was him then. I don't think that was him because he's, he's, <clears throat> I mean, he's younger than me. He's like 10 years younger than me. I think. Oh, really? Okay. You know, it's probably not him. But uh, I know, I believe he was in a band and toured a little bit, but I don't. I'll, I'll ask him anyway. We'll yeah, yeah, it. cool. Thanks. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so we're talking about kind of we last time we we really did focus on Halloween as a, a favorite of yours. Mm-hmm. But what other kind of like what's your favorite? Have you got a particular favorite type of genre of horror film? Or yeah, I mean, I was always a slasher kid because of Halloween. You know, that was the first movie I ever watched when I was a kid, a horror movie. So I mean, it was this idea that somebody could stalk around in a mask and kill people. Right. So every time, you know, again, this was, you know, I saw Halloween in 1981. So this is very, very early on in the home video era. In fact, where I live in Rochester, New York was a sort of a testing city for VHS versus beta. And we were very early adopters to the beta machine. Um, so we had a beta and for a long, for a well, long time, maybe a couple of years, you can get betas everywhere along with VHS. And then it started, you know, whittling down to where it was just VHS and it was harder and harder to find beta. And we ended up of course getting VHS, but I would spend a lot of time as a kid. Uh, and we had about five or six video stores within a seven or eight mile radius of us. 
I would go there uh, with my family or my friends or whatever, and just look at the back of each box and like, what is this about? And they're like, obviously the box art would always catch our attention. Yeah. But then I would, uh, I'd look and I'd go, oh my God, this is about a guy in a mask that kills people. Great. Let's get it. You know, and <laughs> bonus points on a holiday. Right. So Absolutely. flashers for me were always like a favorite. I did, you know, I got into zombies, Night Living Dead, Dawn and Day, a little bit later in my teens and stuff. And of course, Evil Dead and those types of films. I wasn't as into foreign horror, mostly I think because of it not being as accessible. I mean, again, we're talking eighties and even into the nineties where it's not like you could download it. Right. Or mm. was there was no internet at the time, or at least, you know, in the early days. So it just, there was a lot of things I missed. There were some that I wish I would have seen earlier on, like the beyond or, you know, even zombie. I don't think I watched until I was older mm. um, pieces. God, I love that movie. So oh, much. brilliant. And what yet, I, you know, I could have seen it when I was younger. It was available. It was out there. But I remember seeing the cover, but I just never rented it. But um, of course, as a kid, I fell into the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street because they were making them every year. You know, yeah. Halloween, I had one and two. Three, I didn't like when I was young because no one liked it because it wasn't my goal. Now, I love Halloween 3. It's one of my yeah. favorites of all time. But Me too. As, as a child, all I wanted to watch was Michael Myers. And before Halloween 4 came out, you know, it was Friday 13th, Friday 13th, Friday 13th. Every year it was like clockwork. So that was great, you know, as a kid. And then Nightmare on Elm Street. So I definitely loved those, you know, and obviously when Hellraiser came out and Child's Play. So I ran the gamut, but Slasher was my my genre. That's what I loved. Awesome. Tell me one thing, Ben. When uh, you mentioned artwork there, I've always been a big, you know, art fan anyway, you know, true comics and, you know, looking at my cousin's Geiger posters on the wall and not understanding what was going on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the trip to the video store, we, we mentioned this a lot on this show. The two boys will tell you, um, you know, we're, we're big creatures kind of of nostalgia, I suppose, because of our age and the VHS tape is, it's kind of like a lost, uh, it's not even a lost art because the movie itself, you know, has been filmed on camera, but it's just the actual, the collection side of things. And obviously you sell to collectors, you know what I mean? Um, when you saw, you know, the likes of Ghoulies or something like that, just to use as an example, you saw like the artwork of like Ghoulies or, you know, Basket Case or something like this, you know, <clears throat> was it a case that each week you kind of found yourself going, right, I just need to see this at one point. I'm going to get two tonight. We're going to go next Friday and we're going to get another two and just kind of picking up whatever you could find. Was that kind of a, a habit that you formed early on? Yeah, so there was one, you know, I did visit a lot of stores, but the one store that I could go to on the re a regular was about a mile away from my house. It was actually on the way to my school and I, I walked to school most of my childhood. So um, it was a le little less than a mile away from, from my house. So I had to walk through their parking lot to get to my school to cut through. And it was called sure. Video Box Office. And it was a very small store. I mean, it was tiny. I mean, they did have the, you know, saloon doors in the back and the, into the adult section, but in terms of its... <laughs> overall selection i mean they crammed a lot in there but it was tiny and so the horror selection was it was a decent size but it still wasn't you know massive you know not like later on when blockbuster came or whatever but it had plenty of movies don't get me wrong that was the place i went to literally every week with my friends or by myself in fact when i was nine years old i remember going to rent something and every time i go to rent a horror movie because i was nine they would ask if it was okay with my parents and they would call my parents and they would so finally my parents said can i just sign the back of my son's card so they don't you don't have to call me every time like just <laughs> let him rent what he wants basically um For which was amazing i was the youngest of, yeah i was the youngest of four kids so by the time i came around it was sort of like i don't even know where he is you know but um uh so i was like i had like the keys to the kingdom i mean i remember going into the store to get a movie and my one of my buddies was with me and he was actually like six months older than me which you know when you're 12 that means a big deal right yeah and the woman behind the counter was like is he okay to watch this <laughs> i was like yeah he's fine uh, so he's I okay, he's okay. <laughs> but i i did find myself look i find myself running the same movies over and over again because again I, we couldn't buy them you know if you remember those tapes you know they were priced for rental stores so you know in the u.s it was 90 dollars for a vhs tape like i was 12 when was i getting 90 dollars for anything right so or even younger. So 
you couldn't buy them so you had to rent them so i would like friday 13th part three um just use an example i rented that like every week you know in the summer <laughs> or something um and so i did find myself seeing titles that i was honestly at the time too scared to rent i was too scared to rent faces of death because i thought it was real and i remember my buddy and i got it on halloween on our way home from school we walked in there we got it we came home we went to my parents bedroom closed the door and put it on their little 13 inch set and watched it and we were freaked out <laughs> like freaked us because we thought it was real you know everyone thought it was real yeah. back then um there were definitely some titles though that I looked at and was like, like even Texas Chainsaw Massacre took me a while because I just thought, oh God, this is going to be intense. And I, I made it, I ended up renting it on a Sunday afternoon and I watched it in my living room with, that joins up with my kitchen and my mom was cooking dinner and all it was was screaming after screaming. <laughs> and I was like, trying to turn it down and waiting for her to like, cause even though my parents let me watch this stuff, they'd still be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, get that, like turn that crap off, you know? So I did not enjoy the first viewing of that movie for that reason, but obviously it's become one of my favorites, but uh, yeah, there's always titles, you know, that you kind of look at and go like, I don't know, that one looks a little crazier. I'm not sure about that one. And most of them, I think I got around to, but even, you know, it was a bunch, it was, it was when I was older, you know? That's a good. Uh, that's a good segue. I can guarantee you into Carol's next question that you mentioned, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Carol, I think I'll hand it over to you. Uh, thanks. Um, did you enjoy the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Here's the thing. I we actually had a very long conversation about this at the office today. We were discussing it, and I'll tell you what. I went in with zero expectations, and I, we had so every Friday night, my uh, friends and I, we don't. Well, actually, my one friend lives here in town, but um, our friend Joanna lives in Virginia. But we used, we've been doing this thing for years called a terror tweet. So you get on Twitter, you use the hashtag terror tweet. And at 10 p.m. Eastern time where I am, you mm -hmm. um, put the movie on like you have to either rent it or own it. We usually try to pick movies that you can get on like Shutter or Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, and we all started at 10 p.m. and we just live tweet and we use the hashtag terror tweet so you can follow along. So two weeks ago we did the original texas chainsaw massacre as a terror tweet and as soon as that was over i i started the new one all right and i had look i had had a few drinks i was definitely you know feeling no pain i was just like thrill me basically right and i had fun with it and i'll tell you what like the hate that this movie is getting i just don't understand because a as uh Chris, who works in these, said, it's the ninth film of this franchise. Like, let's be honest with each other, right? Like, it's number nine in this franchise. <laughs> like, what do you expect? <laughs> also, like, there's been a lot of people talking about, oh, it's woke. It's woke. Well, okay, number one, watch the original movie. Like, these, like, kind of, I don't know if you call them, like, they weren't rich kids, but these were, like, progressive <laughs> teenagers right and they ended up in the backwoods of texas getting slaughtered right there was a lot of social commentary layered onto that mm -hmm. you can you can pick it apart so when people say this movie's too woke first of all all of them freaking died like what it's they can be woke as they want they all got that's, slaughtered who cares that's not, that's not true one survived, okay. one survived. <laughs> so i also think people don't know what they want. And we actually had this conversation today. If part two came out today, people would hate it. Oh, if yeah. there was no other Texas Chainsaw Massacre film ever made since 1974 and part two came out today, no way people would love it. People love it. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's an amazing movie. Yep. But we also have nostalgia to color it for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I had fun with it. Did I love it? No. Did I thought it was, I didn't think it was perfect. I thought Sally was mishandled. I thought it was yeah. just weird. I didn't really understand a lot of what they were trying to do with this, like gentrifying this town, but I guess maybe it was a scam. Maybe I got to watch it again when I'm sober, who knows. <laughs> right. Like, but I'll tell you one thing, there was a Texas chainsaw massacre in it and it was fun to watch. Oh, and I actually laughed my ass off at the end, especially at the end. I thought, for me, the end, it wrapped it up so well. 
I don't know if we can say spoilers, but basically when they put something on autopilot, I laughed my ass off. Like she's sticking her head out the window. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like how it was, it just, it was beckoning to happen, wasn't it? It was just fun. It was fun. I guess what I, I don't understand, I don't know what people want out of a movie. Do you not want to have fun? Or do you like if it didn't have enough gore, people would complain. If it has I don't get what people I don't think people know what they want. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can tell you what I wanted, Ben. I just wanted the original to be a standalone. That's all I want. <laughs> well, that's true. But, you know, we've got eight freaking films later, you know. Yeah. But again, I will say this. I thought, you know, not having any of the family element was weird. I'm not sure why he was in yeah. the I'm not saying it was a great film by any stretch. I'm not trying to, like, apologize for it. Of course. I just thought it was fun and I had a good time. And at the end of the day, that's okay with me. I'm not looking yeah. for more than that. If it is more great and it fits fine, but I'm okay also with just having a good time watching a bunch of people get slaughtered by a, <laughs> a wielding maniac 50, almost 50 years after the original came out. That's cool with I me think, too. You know? I think the the issue for a lot of people was that it was the name do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's, this is the ninth movie in the franchise, but technically it's now the second. But we're used to it with Halloween. I mean, look. I know, I know, I know. But um, to me, like it'd be a low-rated B, maybe a C movie, if it was called, say, Chainsaw, whatever. But I the lad with the lad with the skin, you know. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I think you know. There's definitely trying to bank off the legacy and 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 make oh, it, yeah. you know, yeah. make it a yeah. sequel to the original because that's kind of the thing to do these days. Which again, Halloween proved it can be successful I, to do. You know, if I mean, it's done right, though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying this was done right. No. I feel like yeah. they could have done a much different thing, and I, I do feel like it failed in certain ways. Not to say that I could write a better film. I, my cool. whole thing is why all the like real hate like i look at some of the comments on the threads that we posted and i'm like okay people it's a movie like chill <laughs> out like you can not like it that's fine you don't have to love everything that's put out but oh my god like simmer down a little bit i There's can kind of i can kind of get the concept for me to play devil's advocate for the two boys there um I can get the context that you're coming in with there in the sense that you went into it not expecting much. You didn't kind of get into it. For Carl, it's it's probably his favorite or at least one of his favorite movies of all time. Um, I know it's it's high up on Greg's list as well. It is for me too, <clears throat> but I wouldn't have been a massive follower of the franchise, like say, you know what I mean, because of all the you know the remakes and the different kind of narratives. I, you know, two for me is still the best one after it, just because I love oh, it. It's a like I actually I saw two way late to the party like it was I was this was like in 2009 okay is when the first time I actually watched part two which feels like yesterday to me and at first I was like what the hell is this like I yeah. really didn't get it and then yeah. I, I've seen listen I've since seen it several times I, I love it it's a lot of fun it's just when you're used to the first one and you jump into the second one you're like what am I watching what is this you know but I get it and I understand the context for the time and, and what Toby was trying to do with it. And so I appreciate it because um, I've always loved the original. The original is such a brutal film and I've seen it in the theater on an original print, which is amazing. I've yeah. seen it obviously, you know, at home and whatever, but it never, I always find something new when I watch that movie. I always see something or can understand a perspective in a way that I haven't understood before. It's the movie that sort of keeps on giving you that, you know? Yeah. Um, Good point. Which I appreciate and love. And I think it's was just <clears throat> such a wonderful film, but I also separate myself from that, that from the rest of the movies, just like Halloween, you know, like as much as I am a Halloween devotee for pretty much the entire franchise, you know, not to say that they're all great. Clearly they're not part one still is a standalone movie to me and it yeah. always will be you know as much as i love part two or the new ones 2018 and kills that they're great i mean resurrection's the only one i'll sit here and say that is a just should never happen but <laughs> oh, at the same time like 
I can <laughs> love the other movies, but it still doesn't affect my feeling for part one. That is always mm. separate, you know? Yeah. So like Texas Chainsaw, yeah, this new one with the name and the banking on this 40, 50 years later. Yeah, it's, you know, it's what they're doing these days, but it doesn't hurt the original to me. You know, the original will mm. always be that to me, you know? I'd, I'd probably have the same kind of feeling as you, Ben, in regards to Halloween. You know, mm. that's like that new one, Halloween Kills, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the kills in it and the aggression of Michael Myers because I'm not as as attached to Michael Myers as I am Leatherface, I suppose, from the original. Right, you know? right. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that one, one film I did really enjoy, recent one was The New Scream, actually. Yes. That was I thought that was, I've only saw it the once in the theater so far, I got to watch it again, but I enjoyed that oh. quite a bit. Very enjoyable film. But they, you know, the, the thing about Scream is it's always a whodunit, which is fun. And they always seem to do a pretty good job. You know, again, they're not all the best. Scooby-Doo for adults, right? Scooby-Doo, yeah. Yeah, for right? Adults. It's like I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for these, you know, more for Sidney <laughs> Prescott, right? I thought they reinvented it in a way. And I am very curious now that the next one's been greenlit, how they're going to do it. But I have faith in the guys that are doing it. And obviously yeah. Kevin Williamson is sort you know, part of it, at least in an executive producer, I think. And I just, I feel like it's in good hands. So yeah. I, I don't really worry about them messing it up too much. Um, but again, even then it's like, it's, it's just going to be fun watching to figure out who's doing it and next. all this stuff. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, I guess I just, especially at my, like my age now and where I am in my life and all this, you know, you got adult responsibilities and kids and work and all this stuff. It's like, I don't, I just want to be entertained. And I'm not saying that should be an excuse to put out bad movies. I'm not, I don't mean mm. that. I just mean like, I'm okay with just sitting down and watching a movie and having mindless fun. You know, yeah. I also like a 24 stuff where I watch Midsummer and, and I'm sitting there going, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, I love that stuff too. I have to be a little bit more in a certain mood to watch those things, but. What's the buzzword for that now? Elevated horror, isn't it? Even though elevate. Oh yeah, that word. Which is. I hate that. I, I know. It's, it's funny because it's just like um, when Sounds of the Lambs won the Oscars, but it was thriller. It wasn't a horror. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, then I just go, you know what? Who cares? Was it a good movie? Fine. I'm the call. Yeah. I'm calling Jaws horror. Some people don't call it horror. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean Jaws is a creature feature, and a creature feature is a certain <clears throat> kind of horror. Yeah, subgenres. Right? Also, may happen to be my favorite subgenre of horror. Creature features. No, yeah. no creature feature. Greg and uh, Greg and myself and um, Carl have mentioned that before. Actually, on one of our very very first shows about Jaws being a horror, without a shadow, without it is a horror. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anything I, anything like that 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 shows people getting not even killed, but like hunted down, stalked down, terrorized. Yeah, terrorized be the right word. It, it makes it a horror. I don't care. Well, anyone... I was gonna say when we because we work with you know, Universal doing Jaws merchandise. Yeah. And we had done, um, we really wanted to do this design where we we can't use likenesses. So we can't use Roy Scheider or, you know, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to show Quint getting killed, but we weren't <clears throat> gonna, we couldn't show- um, Rob Shaw. Yeah, Robert Shaw's face. So we had him from behind and the shark was coming up sort of- Deadly up like this so it was very brooding right i i thought the concept was great i thought it looked great we submitted it and they're like oh no it looks like the shark's about to kill him and we're like he did didn't he they did <laughs> exactly what <laughs> happened in the movie. like that's that's too brutal you're gonna have to like take i'm like but are you watching the same movie we are because that's exactly what happens in that film or we had the we had an image of the shark coming up and had blood on his teeth and like nah you can't put blood on his teeth but i'm like but what, what do you want me to do here? What movie? So, what movie do you think we watched and loved? And <laughs> the irony here, or whatever, is, is, I mean, it was a PG film, which is so funny. When you watch that movie, yeah, ninety percent of it seems very PG, but I mean, when when Quint gets killed, that's pretty brutal, man. Yeah, like that's rough. That even coming out of his mouth and it's the whole thing. It's like even the body on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. Or um, 
Do you remember or when... the poor? Oh, what's his name? The porthole, Ben. Uh... Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. When he goes scuba diving, he comes out from the the, the sunken yeah. boat and half or his the, uh, Wasn't there the autopsy scene? Didn't they show some yeah. things there? Or no, that's yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, even, so I don't know. The when they cut the the tiger shark open. Oh yeah, that's is rough. yeah with the license plate and like the boom. Yeah. That is rope, actually, yeah. And so I, it, it's funny. Why don't we do a quick fire round? Because Greg, I know you wanted to uh, to mention some movies. So why don't we do a quick fire round here, where maybe off the top of our heads, the three of us will um, pick a movie. And Ben can give us some uh, some of his thoughts on them. I'll go first. Let the two boys think because I'm obviously oh at the. Boy, I hope I've seen them. <laughs> I oh, hope I've seen them. <laughs> I'm gonna go Videodrome. Ooh, it's been a minute since I've seen that, but I remember that was trippy. Like, I enjoyed it. Um, it, but again, films like that. I don't watch often, but I, you know, like I, I've only seen video. Was I seen it once or twice? But it's been a while. I mean, it was wild. Look, that was one of those that I would see on the shelf mm. and wonder what the hell is that about. And when they finally rented it and went, oh, that is as crazy as the box art is. Which was the reason I asked that is because that's actually true for me. When I first saw it as well, it was one of those where you're like go down to chart posters. Greg will know what I'm talking about there. And that's where uh, I used to bring out. Yeah, and you just go, all right, I need to see whatever this is, you know. So yeah. I just thought that would be my first, so the nice. lads can go ahead. Go ahead there, Greg. Go ahead. Do you want to go, Carl? All right, then. Um, so, I mean, I could go with a normal one, like what well, people would expect me to go with, but I'm going to go with something that I, I watched, re only recently rewatched uh, last week. I was telling the lads about it because uh, it was a long time since I'd seen it before. Mm. Um, when a Stranger Calls. Ooh, I like that one. So, you know, I as I had seen the original years ago, and then I got the oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. I apologize. Was it Vinegar Syndrome that put out the double disc? I think it might have been something like that. Yeah, it was. It was When a Stranger Calls, and it was the sequel. Yeah, which I believe had Jill Sholin in it, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Uh, which was actually a really good movie. But I watched uh, the original one again. I mean, that was a classic. Like. I think one and two are very similar where a lot of stuff happens in the beginning and then the middle of the film is sort of like, yeah, just kind of going along and then the end, a lot of stuff happens. But um, if you haven't seen the second one, definitely watch it. You'll love it. Um, cool. But I did like the original quite a bit. Yeah, brilliant. Greg? Uh, as Ian said there, heading to Chapels, there's there was a couple of movies that, that used to stand out and one that I used to get all the time, House. Oh, yeah. So House... It, that is another one. Again, going into the movie store, uh, the rental store, and seeing that box yeah, art. Because I, um, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that in the theater. Well, the first one, yeah, it's the pushing the button. The second one was the key, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the I saw that box art for a, quite a while and finally rented it. And I actually I <clears> liked <throat> it a lot. And I've, I've since you know watched it a few times. It was, but that was a, again. I didn't expect the tone of the movie to be like that based on the box art. I thought it was going to be like scary, but that movie is very bright. I mean, it's even at night, they're inside. There's a lot of lights. Even when Big Ben yeah. comes out, it's actually a pretty bright film. Yeah. And I like it. It's charming. Um, it's, it's a fun movie. It's one, actually, I should show my son that film. He'd like it mm. a lot. I think he's Dropping 12. Dimes here. <laughs> yeah, he's 12. I mean, he's been watching tons of stuff. I mean, I took him to new to the new uh, Halloween and new Scream film stuff. And um, he loves all that. So I think he'd have some fun with it. But that, to me, House is a great 12-year-old sleep overnight movie. Starting, starting probably night. like the third movie in the four that you're watching that night. And it's on at like yeah. one in the morning, you know? Half the, half the other sleepover like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> my, my, my final piece in this conversation is obviously because you are such a big fan of the first Halloween movie like me because I remember watching it in the kitchen with my cousin on Halloween night you know there was a little tiny little TV out there while the adults sat in and drank or whatever and I remember being absolutely terrified and for me one of the things that stood out with I've mentioned this to Carl and Greg before is the uh, the music and the atmosphere that was created by John Carpenter 
and and therefore John Carpenter is still my favorite director of all time. So there's two movies of John Carpenter uh, that stand out, along with Halloween, obviously for me, is The Thing, actually three, The Thing, The Fog, which isn't, I don't think gets enough love, mm-hmm. and um, They Live. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, phenomenal. The Thing is just, you know, I saw it, I forgot when the first time I ever saw The Thing, um, I think it was a little bit later on, but every time I watch that movie, it gets better and better. And it's almost like every time I watch it, I go, why aren't I watching this more often? And I yeah. usually try to watch it once a year. Like at the yeah, same, same here. <laughs> um, I agree. The Fog doesn't get enough love um, because that is a tremendous film. They Live, of course, is is an incredible film. I think, I think it's weird to say, I think that does get, I think the level of love in that movie is pretty good because I think a lot of people love yeah. that right but i was gonna say that i don't think it's a lot of love that personally for me i think which did was prince of darkness oh yeah love that film and i remember seeing that shortly after it came out in the i think that came out in 87 so i think i saw it probably when it hit video probably 80 89 i think there's something about that movie that i just don't feel like people talk about it enough you know what i mean like yeah but yeah. it's so good. I don't know if it's the claustrophobic feeling because they're stuck in that church all night or yeah. the weird dreamy quality. And you got Alice Cooper and this like, what's going on? Like, And the Chinese you know, guy who was in big trouble in Little China. I'm not familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember. And Donald Pleasance, of course. And yeah. yeah, it's just, and it really, if you watch that movie, it gets right into it. Like, and, and the steady beat of the music, the dun, 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 dun. It's like, the first 10 minutes of the movie while things are happening it's like they're all setting this up it's almost like yeah. it jumps right in i yeah. just again i think we we you know people talk about they live with so they should because it's a freaking amazing movie and mm-hmm. the thing gets a ton of love now which obviously it didn't at the time when it came out and and i think i agree with you i think the fog probably should be talked about a little more but i'm sitting there going what about prince of darkness like this movie is amazing good but, show good show yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I'm talking John Carpenter movies, it's got to be Big Trouble in China. Well, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> but that's not quite horror, but it's not. It quite but it's funny that movie. Scary you know, as a kid, though, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not quite any kind of genre. It's a mashup of every genre you can think of. Yeah, like you know what though? They live is... the claustrophobia. In fairness, I think you do get that claustrophobia in the scenes where they're on the street and you've got the four guys coming down, like you know, one from the sky to shoot them. Oh yeah, they're yeah. in the alley and it's all blocked <clears throat> off. I mean, because yeah. that's the thing. Like they live is horror, but it's western. Whereas yeah. like yeah, and it, that's even kind of done in the music. You can hear that in the music. Yeah. Big trouble. It's hard to pigeonhole that, and it's funny because I, I've tried to remember how many times I've seen that film, and it's a lot. Like I've seen it in the theater a couple times. I've seen it, you know, I showed my family and like my kids and stuff. I've seen it like like dozens of times at this point, and it's funny. I still can't in my mind put it in a place. It's just there. Like, and and I don't mean like genre necessarily, but like I. It's almost like I have to rewatch it to relive it and experience it because it's so crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they're doing the thing and it's like the whole, this brain thing. It's like, it's like a fever dream. Whereas like, I can think of They Live or The Fog or Halloween and be like, oh yeah, this is this. Mm. Big Trouble exists in this like, did he, he could just have done what he wanted to do. Like, it's almost like here, here's a budget. We don't care what you do. And he just threw everything <laughs> at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I if you were to put me on the spot, I would say sci-fi. But okay. I, I I would. Yeah. If I had to really pick a shelf at a video store to put that on, I would I would probably put it on sci-fi before I put it on horror. Even though I understand we all kind of. Good show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be mine. Um, I did love. Wasn't it John Carpenter yeah. Vampires? He did. Yeah. Uh, with the one with so, John Bon yeah, that was John Carpenter. I only I only saw that once, and admittedly, I fell asleep during it. But it was at like five in the morning, so I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's it's gonna turn into a John Carpenter show soon because yeah. I was like assault on precinct thirteen. He's watching me so, for anyone that's never well, seen I'll, that. I'll, I'll break up the I'll break up the Carpenter love here yeah. just for the yeah. just for the sake of the show. <laughs> yeah, another another great film. What about um? Let's go a bit more modern. Uh, what about uh, Devil's Rejects? I love that film. So I know people have their thing about Rob Zombie in his film. Yeah. 
when I saw House of Thousand Corpses, I thought this is insane. Like yeah, I understood it was very referential to um, House of Thousand Two as well. And yeah, and and you know Texas Chainsaw, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I loved the um, music video aspect of it, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. or MTV aspect of it. And so when I went to Devil's Rejects, I remember seeing it. I believe the day it came out in the theater. And it was such a different experience because it was a different take on this the yeah. same family, but it was so much more gritty, dark and gritty. And I'm like, yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't revisited it that much only because it is yeah. kind of like really it's, it's, dark, you know? It's yeah. not an easy watch. No, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not an easy watch. And <clears throat> you know, when I went to Three from Hell, I was thinking, okay, you know, and I, I'd actually, um, I had talked to Rob about it because we worked with him and, and he was like, you know, nobody knows what this movie is going to be about. Everyone's mm -hmm. got it wrong. Cause this was right back when it was all speculation. He's like, nobody knows. Like, it's <laughs> like, everyone thinks they know no one's gotten it right I, yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and be like, he didn't even know at that stage. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He had to do a lot of uh, jockeying around that film because of Sid Haig, unfortunately. Um, he, yeah. Showed yeah, up for the set sad, and he well. But, you know, that movie, what, here's what I did not like about that movie is I thought he, he basically castrated the Otis character. I feel like Otis to me, really in, me, what's that? He locked him up basically. Yeah, he like, right in. Devil's Rejects, he is the nastiest. Yeah. And then in, Three from Hell, he just felt like not that way in a way. And but I also appreciate there's an arc to his character, and it's he didn't become a parody of himself, I guess. Mm. So I appreciate. Look, I've always been like, because like I went to the movie with my buddy of mine, and my buddy of mine didn't like it. Actually, was it that one, or it might have been? No, I'm sorry, it was a uh, 31. I think I can't remember. It was didn't, one of them. Didn't, didn't enjoy that. And he goes. Oh, I hated it. I said, well, do you like Rob Zombie films? He goes, no. I'm like, then why would you like this one? It's like saying, I hate Big Macs and I'm going to go to McDonald's. Every time <laughs> Big Mac, it tastes the same. And I don't, I'm not trying to say all of Rob Zombie's films are the same, but he has a certain quality to him and style that if you don't like it, you're probably not going to like it. Now, that remains to be seen with the monsters because I don't think he's going to do the same thing with the monster. No. But, I mean, you can tell going into 31 that what you're getting, you can kind of tell with three from how what you're going to get. So if you don't like it because you don't like all his other films then shame on you. But um, I didn't hate three from hell. I just didn't like love it. Like I like, like I did house. Yeah. Devil's Recon. I was the so same. I went when I, when I was waiting for that to come out, um, <laughs> I went into it going, this is going to be atrocious. Because obviously it had been, what, 17 years or 16 years, something like that. Something like that, when, yeah. And obviously everyone knew Sid Haig and, and he passed away before uh, it came out over here. Um, so I was very intrigued just to see how they were going to deal with his character because obviously he wasn't going to be able to do much. Um, and when it came out, I sat there and I watched it. The kids were in school and I was like, I'll throw this on for an hour and a half. And I remember sitting there and I got kind of into it. And then it just kind of went off on a tangent. And I was like, what's going on here? Hey, why, are they, why are they in Mexico? I was like, what is going on? Is this turning into From Dust Till Dawn or something now? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I actually enjoyed um, like Poncho and Sherry's um, scenes. I thought those were really good. Um, yeah. I, I, listen, I, I thought it had something to it. It just, it didn't grab me the way I thought it was going to, like Devils yeah. did. But you know what? Good on Rob for doing his own thing. You know, Absolutely. I'll say this about, not to keep looping it back to Halloween, but I did not like Halloween 2 when it came out. But when I watched his commentary and I watched the director's cut, I, I was blown away. And I, I have a much more uh, appreciation for that film. It's still not what I would want in a Halloween film, but when I hear what he's saying and what he's, you know, doing, mm. I go, oh, well, this all makes a lot more sense. I don't have to love it, but it definitely fits to me more as opposed to just going, screw that film, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean when there's context to not liking something, it makes more sense. But yeah. when you're watching yeah. something going, I didn't like this because it wasn't like the, the, the other one. 
and then you hear, well, it, well, I want to change from this to to try and make things better. You go, okay, you have a different view on it. You might like it still, but mm -hmm. it it, yeah. it it helps the it helps to understand what they were going for, the ideas that they were trying to put on the screen, <clears throat> and then when you can contextualize it. Then again, I appreciate it for what it is. Do I watch it all the time? No, but I'll tell you, it's not one that I'll shut off. Whereas mm. Resurrection, I will shut off that film. I really. I actually sat through it again, probably the for the first time since the theater. Now I'd seen the beginning a bunch of times and the endings and stuff, but I hadn't really sat down and watched the whole movie this past October. And I was like, it was a slog, man, getting through that film. I was like, this is why I don't watch this every year. <laughs> you know? I mean, but, I go I go through the the wrong torn franchise once a year at least, hmm. and there's not one of them that I won't sit and enjoy. Actually, that's not true. Three, I don't enjoy. Um, but like, I can put on most franchises and I'll rewatch them. I've rewatched Saw many a time. I've rewatched mm -hmm. Nightmare on Street, and obviously, this the T-shirt is Nightmare on Street too. But that is by far and away the worst. <laughs> and there you think that's the worst one of the franchise? <laughs> yeah. Really? And there, it's and funny. There are some, there's some bad ones in that franchise. No, sorry, that's not true. The 2010 one is the worst. Well, okay, let's omit that one but yeah i don't know man like i mean i did not like two growing up because it didn't fit with one three and four and five right like those yeah, all had so an random. art what's that it, it was just so random well it was i've grown to appreciate it more and obviously it's it you know like a lot of these films that we all hated as kids they're starting to come around and get more love i think it's also one i like because i haven't seen it a lot like i have not seen it nearly as many times as i've seen part three or four you know yeah i will say on a rewatch this was gosh like 10 years ago i rewatched them all like in succession you know i've seen them all various times but it was the first time I'd really sat down and watched part six in a long time. I saw six when it came out in the theater, and I think I saw it again at the one baby. point. What's that? The no, that's five. Baby. Five is the oh, dream five, sorry, yeah. No, Freddy's dead, sorry. Yeah, that's I'll right. I'll tell you, did not like that film, like, hardly at all. Like, that was a rough one. Like, for me personally, that's, like, bottom that's of the franchise. Here, <laughs> like, not, New Nightmare is fun. That's a fun one to, you know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that um, was a different like, film. You know, it was different from that was what ninety four. So that would predate Scream, right? Yeah, yeah. just that was the one before Scream. Yeah, Scream yeah, was so ninety five. How cool was to reinvent himself in the genre and the franchise? Like Absolutely. amazing. Um, I mean, he he reinvented himself with Scream, and then he re reinvented Scream later on uh, to try and keep it relevant. Which was which was a sign of his yeah. genius as well, and I mean he made he made a lot of good movies in the process as well. Um, like there's some there that he does. My Salt to Take was one that he done that doesn't mm -hmm. I don't think gets a lot of love. And mm -hmm. um, oh, what's the one with Amber Heard? Um, the Ward. Yeah, I remember that. I never saw that. But was that? Wait a minute. That was Wes Craven. Was Craven on the Ward, yeah? It was, yeah. yeah. I, I did not like that in one bit. I did not. Like I actually am not familiar with his later works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my salt, my salt and take was a very good one as well. That was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, like I, I, Nightmare on Elm Street for me, the first one was the one that started me into horror. It was the very first horror film that I remember watching. Like, mm. um, so that franchise always holds quite a quite a high thing, but. There's so many bad entries that have gone into into most franchises, um, and it's kind of very sad to see how it's gone. Like, I think, like when I think of those franchises, I I look at them as snapshots of time. One of the things, like I'll always say, like Halloween's my favorite movie of all time, and, and Michael Myers probably my favorite, probably my favorite killer. But um, I almost think the Friday Thirteenth franchise is my favorite because. Like I was saying before, there's one every year. And I, when I look at part four, I know that that's like 84. Like I, it feels like 1984 to me, whereas part five feels like 1985, 1986, right? And part six, like they're all these, cause they came out in such quick succession and they're all sort of tied together, but really not. And it's a whole mess. They all have these unique thumbprint of the times of mm. them, which is what I really like about Nightmare. Like 
part three in 87 like had it was obviously dark but it started the comedy element with well a little bit more of the comedy element with yeah. freddie you know yeah but two, four, two the, real, the comedy one i love four so much because it's the height of this i mean 1988 the height of like mtv and now like horror has become this like <clears throat> starting to become almost a parody of itself in certain ways and you've got a freaking talking freddy doll which i have in the background you can barely you can see it right up there um you know it's <laughs> like i mean you've got like i remember there was a special i have it on tape still and i recently got it transferred digitally there was a behind the scenes special of nightmare on elm street 4 um that came out on prime time that it was amazing oh freddy's nightmares you could watch freddy at friday nights at like 11 or whenever yeah. it was on. that's that's after getting signed to paramount <clears throat> plus they're going to rebring in the old show where you can actually watch because it's near impossible to find now. Yeah, Screenbox has, has it now. I don't know if Screenbox is available to you guys, but um, I don't I think, know much I think about it's gonna be. I think it's going to be Paramount Plus over here for us. That's Whatever. interesting. Probably just for you guys, because for us, it would probably have to be HBO Max because it's a Warner Brothers property, but I could be well, wrong. I'm, I'm, um, a, I'm a VPN wizard with that, so I'm sure Screenbox. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think then VPN and, and uh, do Screenbox. I have the whole series that I bought at a convention. And, you know, it's bootleg DVDs. But um, I just bought the – who was it? Shoot, I can't remember the company that just did it. They just did the double LP of the music from it, which is pretty awesome. Wow. Um, but I, I, it's just – I look at that as more nostalgia for me because it was of the time that I remember growing up in and, and – like he was a he was this child well they dropped the molester part after a while but he was a child killer he was basically a superhero and a rock star yeah you now in 1988-89 he was like popular you know like it's amazing uh, to me like as far as i remember if i can remember correctly i don't think they ever actually mentioned the word molester in the original one they they imply it. it was the Jackie L Haley one. They intently put that yeah, word. Yeah, they obviously played it up there. I feel like though you could be right, but I thought they said it in the original, but never after the original. But I could. No, be I, might, wrong. I might be wrong. I'd have to rewatch it just to make sure. But yeah, I, I mean, I've seen that movie a hundred times, but now I can't even remember if they mentioned. I know. It. I know they they showed a scene where the kids are coming up with scrapes on their back and all, and it's just left to your. That was. What movie was that? Because that wasn't the original, right? They didn't show any of. The... No, no, in the in the newer one, the newer. Oh, one, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they, they, they really played it off, and like I know what they were trying to do was change him back to, to be hated again, because mm -hmm. obviously, Freddie Freddie was the one that kind of changed the slasher genre when he came in because he made it into hot topic, he made it onto TV shows. Right. It was it was a different. Um, angle on slashers. Well, he made it cool, you know. And then even Jason yeah. followed. I mean, Jason was on Arsenio Hall. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, you know, by the time you you have a sequel or you're taking Manhattan, and you know what I mean, like, yeah, I love eighty eight, eighty nine because there was some crazy stuff going on. Even the Halloween franchise got weird mm. with the Man in Black and stuff. Like, it was just such a weird time. And then they tried to go even crazier with these franchises. Again, Freddy's Dead took a. a weird turn and and jason, jason goes to, well jason x but even jason goes to hell i remember seeing that at the theater going where the hell's jason you know what i mean um, remember, that was the one that set up the freddie versus jason cross oh, over, wasn't it you can't imagine we were in the theater and when his that glove comes up we were screaming it was <laughs> awesome and then of course we had to wait 10 years for it to actually happen but it was <laughs> worth it i actually liked freddie versus jason quite a bit yeah like I love Freddy vs. Jason, but I, in terms of if you went and watched that for the first time as a new horror fan, you're going to say that that's absolutely crap. Yeah, I guess it, I, I think it, was. it doesn't. Some of the effects don't hold up, unfortunately, yeah. but um, it was. The idea was nice. I said the idea was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was always great seeing Kelly Rowland getting smashed off a tree, too. Jesus. <laughs> well, right, guys. As that, as you say that, I think we're time to wrap up now. Before, because we could go in for another three to four hours on this Probably, new yeah. <laughs> alone. Um, but Ben, obviously, it's been a uh, been a pleasure having you on. I know you're you're a busy man yourself. But before we do go, why don't you uh, let our listeners know 
um, especially over here in Ireland and Europe, as you you break into the uh, you break into the European market now. Hopefully, more so now that obviously um, COVID restrictions are starting to you know lift worldwide, and people are um, still on that uh, online shopping buzz. Why don't you tell people what you've got and where they can find you and uh, and why they should. Yeah, so you can find us at FrightRags.com. It's Fright-Rags.com. All socials at FrightRags, one word, uh, Instagram, you know, Facebook, Twitter, that type of thing. Um, Yeah, we've got releases coming up every week. We've got Basket Case coming up soon. We've got The Thing. We've got um, Halloween 3. We've got some stuff coming up. So it's it's pretty much jam-packed we've got a a packed schedule every pretty much every week and actually march i think we've got even more than once a week in some cases so um constantly putting out new shirts and we've got other things in the work we've got hats and lounge pants and just tons of stuff that we're working on so you know sign up for our newsletter we do an sms newsletter as well or for texting as well as email um that you can stay up to date on all the releases Awesome. And uh, this show here on Fight Rags may be announcing something soon. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, but until next time, guys, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Ben, thank you once again. Thank you, Ben. Um, for you, for coming on. Yeah, 100%. yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And until next week, don't forget the reason we do this show on a Friday night is why, guys? It's horror, it's horror night. Damn straight, damn straight. Listen, until next week, like Ben said, go to their website, buy yourself something cool. You've seen his cool merch that he sells. Go and check it out. If you don't know it, we implore you to do so. You're going to see us wearing some of that sexy merch over the uh, over the coming weeks. And until next time for the On The Slab Horror Show, we are over and out.